0: Welcome to another episode of The Hiring Manager, and joining me is a guest from the student manager. She is now officially graduated from the University of Texas, came back on our show, episode number 93, January 7th, from the University of Texas, a proud alum, Lauren Griffin from Newport Beach. How are you doing, Lauren?
1: I'm doing well. How about you?
0: I am doing great. Now, we're not obviously in studio. You're in Austin because you are now a working woman, right?
1: I am. Can you believe it?
0: (laughs) Yes, it has come full circle. And I still remember uh, when we had you on the podcast, we talked about a 30-second elevator pitch. And that's something I always try to teach college grads to either have them. And at the time, you actually knew what a 30-second elevator pitch is. So I don't know if you remember your elevator pitch, but if you had to do an elevator pitch today, now that you've graduated and you've gone through the hiring process, the recruiting process for a career... What would it be? What advice could you give to a college student now or someone that's graduated looking for a job? 30 second elevator pitch.
1: I would start with personality. I think personality speaks volumes and you want to come off outgoing and personable. Everybody wants someone that they can connect to. I think business is all about connections, um, no matter what line of work you're in. So if you're going for elevator pitch, smile big start with um you're a people person you're a hard worker and then you can kind of speak more about your character and some of your skill sets but i think connection and personality is everything
0: excellent answer and and i remember when you actually said it i said it doesn't really matter what your response is you 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 you're very confident and you had a presentation so doing it like if you if you thought about when you graduated right And you're working now at CrowdStrike, correct?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: And is it a outside sales position or inside sales position? Outside sales. When you went to Texas, did you ever think, because I think when we're talking, you were a PR marketing major, if I'm not mistaken, or creative industry and that type of major. Did you ever think you were going to be an outside sales?
1: Uh, I always had it in the back of my mind because I I have three older siblings that um, are all in sales in different industries. So it definitely was an interest of mine, but I started off in the marketing, advertising and PR route and kind of tried all different avenues and just got burnt out and realized it wasn't for me.
0: I got to say you are in the best major because I was a speech comm major at Long Beach State. I've been a sales professional as an individual contributor and as a leader for over 30 years. And even before this call, like I told you, I was doing prospecting (laughs) emails. I still do it at a 50 year old man. So um, (laughs) you're in a great industry. And one thing, let me ask you this, because I remember my mom said this to me when I was interviewing right after college, there's something about salespeople and it has something to do with income. So what do you like about sales?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. There's no secret that you can definitely make a large amount of money in sales. And I think that's ultimately kind of what drove me away from the marketing path was I realized there wasn't a lot of trajectory. You're the marketing coordinator, or at least in the companies that I interned with, um, and then you're head of marketing. And it just kind of felt trapped to me. I'm definitely very money motivated. And so that's why sales appealed to me because there's no cap and the sky's the limit. So that's kind of why I turned directions.
0: You nailed it right on the dot. My mom said, sky's the limit. (laughs) No one will ever tell you how much to make. The harder you work, the more you're going to be able to earn and obviously sales. So let's talk about how you got into CrowdStrike. So we talked about internships on your last episode when you were a student as a senior preparing. When did you really start thinking about, all right, freshman, sophomore, partying, Um, uh, In UT, when did it start coming to reality where you (laughs) had to start thinking about internships and what are you going to do after college?
1: Yeah, I think I was someone where I chose kind of a um, wide open major. So I was a corporate communications major with a business minor. And I chose that because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And I wanted something that could easily um, put me in a different couple different directions. So it was actually pretty early on in my freshman year november december timeline i remember i started looking at internships which i think is a bit abnormal for a freshman in college i would say yes as a freshman yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: so overachiever I,
1: what I wanted to do <laughs> and i thought that was a good way to just to get some exposure so my summer after my freshman year was my first internship and then It was with um, a wealth management firm, and I quickly learned that finance was not for me. So I checked that off the list, and the second I got back to school to begin my sophomore year, there were a few girls in my sorority that all interned for a small PR advertising agency in downtown Austin. So they kind of talked about it, said they were looking for another intern, and I thought, well, how fun. I would go to the office with three other sorority sisters every day. That sounds awesome. Right. (laughs) So knowing that the internship from the summer before did not work out, I was just kind of eager to get back on my feet and try something new. And I would like to think I'm a pretty creative person. So I thought PR and advertising was a a great next step. Um, And it was awesome. I interned there for about my entire sophomore year and it was not a paid internship, but I will say I wouldn't trade it for the world because I did get class credit for that. And I think a lot of internships these days are unpaid, but they will offer class credit, which in itself saves um, a couple hundred dollars. So I think that's pretty, pretty good deal. And um, I learned a lot. It was first internship. So definitely got a lot of guidance one-on-one from my manager and learning to do press releases and um, kind of more media related stuff.
0: And then your junior year comes. So obviously wealth management, that wasn't for you. And I'm and, I'm, and you know, what, before I get into your junior year, because I, I've told my daughters and I've told everyone else, of their peers and their friends that are intern interning, I said, that's why you do an internship, because you're either going to fall in love with it, you're going to have a passion for it, or you're going to say, No, this isn't for me. So right, is that great advice? Well, I mean, especially not getting paid, because my kids didn't get paid in their internships either. But I said, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to a college student that says, Well, I want to go get paid. You know, it's the entitled generation. No offense in your generation, but you guys think like you need to get paid right away in college, but you can't.
1: Right, right. And especially right now with uh, a lot of college classes online or Zoom, it's so easy to add a couple hour internship a week. I mean, there's really, in my opinion, no excuse not to do it because you're saving yourself from your first job out of college where you're miserable and knowing that you don't want to do it. I rather, I think it's, much more beneficial to do it part-time in college and either cross it off or you get that confirmation. Yes, this is what I want to do when I graduate.
0: Excellent advice. All right. Now fast forward, junior, senior year, when did we start transitioning and started thinking about show me the money?
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, I had two more marketing um, internships after that. The next one was doing um, in-house marketing for a big tech company. They're international, but their headquarters are in Austin. So I was again a remote intern doing in-house marketing and communications for them. And that was a really valuable experience going from a uh, about a five-employee small PR agency to a international tech company. So I loved comparing and contrasting and I realized, ooh, it's kind of fun working for a big company and there's a lot of perks. And there's just kind of more going on. So I immediately knew with that one that I wanted a big company, but I again didn't like in house marketing. It kind of seemed like every, um, it just felt redundant. Right. So personally for me, I, um, I thought maybe, okay, I'll try a marketing agency where I have a client base. That way not, I don't have one client and every day is different. So fast forward, I did, um, the tech marketing for about six months and that would be from my summer of going into my junior year to Christmas of my junior year. So again, I did it throughout the school year and that one was paid and it was remote, which again was easy because at that time it was COVID and everybody was doing school online. And then after a couple hours of school, I would hop on and um, do a couple hours of work. So did that for six months. And then, like I said, I knew In-house marketing wasn't for me, so I actually packed up, and I moved to Nashville for the summer, and I was an entertainment marketing intern in Nashville, which was an awesome experience.
0: Here's a question, and I'm glad you did that because uh, do do you recommend that to any college student, just packing up their bags, going to a different city? Because my daughter told me this year, she said, I want to live in Chicago or New York next summer of my senior year when I come back from abroad before I start my senior year. And I go, that's great.
1: Absolutely. I I wish I did it every single summer. I wish I moved somewhere somewhere after my freshman year instead of coming home because why not try a place for two months? It's eight weeks. And if you hate it, you can come home. But now I'm like, wow, Nashville's so awesome. Maybe I want to move back there one day because I had a great eight weeks there. I just think it's the perfect time in your life to move somewhere short-term and try something new.
0: And if I recall correctly in our episode, we talked about just the college stories and the experience and what you did. You were in a sorority. We talked about going to football games. And from what I'm hearing is because the objection you might get from a college student is, oh, I wanna enjoy college. I don't really wanna go work or an intern or not even work because I, I, people do are working part times, but like really having that additional internship. But it sounds like you had a lot of great experience to maybe save you a year or two because now there's graduates that don't even have a job because you're already one or two years ahead of them because you did that in college. How did you balance that with your sorority life and still the social life of going to football games and enjoying the college experience?
1: Yeah, it I, it might sound like a lot, but it really wasn't. My classes were not um, too demanding. I, I really felt like I had everything under control and adding on just a 15, 20 minute in- hour internship a week. It really, it did not have zero impact on my social life. I can (laughs) promise you that. (laughs) I, I just don't like to be bored. So I'd rather fill up my day, work hard, play hard and enjoy the weekends. But it had still had lots of fun in college. I promise I was not missing out on game days or fraternity parties or sorority events by any means.
0: See, so for those of you juniors and seniors that are listening, you can still have a life and still have fun. Lauren's one of the most extroverted, outgoing individuals. She's very successful uh, at CrowdStrike right now, headquartered in Austin. You live in Austin. How did you get to CrowdStrike? Yeah.
1: So after the last time I was like, okay, I'm absolutely done with marketing. I've tried it kind of three different times, I knew I'm money motivated. I wanted to do sales, but I want to sell something that I'm passionate about. And so I started looking at a couple companies. And like I said, I have three older siblings. So I definitely leaned on them for their opinions and which avenue should I go. And I think even for people that don't have older siblings, just talk to people, older people in your sorority or your fraternity or neighbors, because they've lived the interview process and they also have talked to their friends that have great jobs. And so I kind of just started calling my siblings, some of my siblings' friends, started asking them what they like about their job, their company, what companies have they heard are great for work-life balance, have great benefits. And it actually was a family friend of mine that said, you know, I keep hearing great things about CrowdStrike. It's cybersecurity and it's a ton of young people. It's um, recently became a public company. Um, But it just sounds like a really fun working environment. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to go to office um, with a bunch of young people and be motivated, but also meet people in the office where it wasn't just all old people.
0: (laughs) Hey, hey, watch it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I did some research on CrowdStrike and I saw that I had an older sorority sister that worked there. So then I called her up, asked her some questions about it it sounded exactly like what I wanted to do. And she connected me with someone to start the interview process.
0: And this was during your fall of senior year or spring senior year?
1: Fall of senior year, probably October.
0: Okay, very smart. All right, for those of you listening, like for example, I know people that are actually going through the internship process now for next summer. And it's, right? Oh, yeah. It's the fall of oh, yeah. s- junior year. You got. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. I tell people that all the time. So uh, what you did was absolutely amazing. So now let's talk about the uh, Well, Before I talk about the interviewing process, I know you're going to agree with this, but it's all about networking. It's who, you know, or who knows you.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: Out of, I'm just going to go from the wealth management to Nashville, to the in-house marketing, to the PR advertising agency, all the jobs, internships that you had while you're at university of Texas, how many of those positions did you get because you knew somebody or someone knew somebody that helped you get in? I'm going to say probably four out of five.
1: Every single one was a connection or a referral or a new somebody.
0: You just nailed it. So those of you that are listening, (laughs) it doesn't even matter what you major in. It's all who you know and who you network with and that process. So thank you. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: And people, friends and family want to help you. So nobody's going to connect you unless you ask. So it's really on you to put yourself out there to ask for that connection. And you'd be surprised by how many people wanna send that email and CC you with someone they know at that company.
0: I get asked a lot from my daughter's friends and from people, and I told you, one of the, uh, Becca Welsh, she was a guest on my podcast. And she said, Michael, if it wasn't for you giving me that practice role-playing of interviewing, I would never have gotten that job because I think, uh, well, we'll do it together. Do you remember your interviewing process with cybersecurity? How many interviews did you go through?
1: Yeah, so mine, I definitely will say was a little abnormal. I had two interviews and then I actually was offered an internship throughout my entire senior year. And if I performed well in the internship, then there was an opportunity for a full time before graduation. So I knew it was a company I wanted to work for. So that's what I signed up for. I interned with CrowdStrike from October to May. And in April, I received my full-time offer.
0: And now you're living in Austin. Yes. All right. So I'm going to kind of sidebar here. You said graduate. I mean, some people come home, but obviously you found a career, a job. Life after college, are you living with the same, like the roommates, right? Because now you guys are all young working professionals. Is there like, how's that life?
1: It's awesome. It's so much fun. I'm in a house. There's four of us total and three of us are in sales, three out of the four. So it's so much fun all coming home and sharing about our day and experiences because we're all living it for the first time together. So it's a blast.
0: And Thursday nights are probably still the best. I remember right after college, <laughs> we would go sell, like, right, you work five days a week. Thursday night, you go hard. You're probably going to Rainy Street still, right? I don't know.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so cloud security, or cybersecurity. Yes. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to put you on the spot because I want to hear like now the elevator pitch as if I am a CEO. Yes, I'm a prospect because I love, I'm in sales, so I will be able to, I was a sales leader, be able to critique you as well and give you some great feedback. So sell me like wide CrowdStrike. Yeah,
1: we are a cloud native cloud security and endpoint security solution. So um, anything from endpoint security to next generation antivirus, we are protecting your endpoints. So that can be a desktop, workstation, laptop. We are just here to, our mission is to stop breaches. And we actually started as a threat intel company doing boots on the ground remediation and have built all of our security products from there. So we have really deep and rich intelligence that fuels all of our products and we're the best in the industry for a reason.
0: (laughs) Lauren, everybody says that, so what? So how are you different?
1: Well, we are sourcing over about, oh gosh, I wanna say a trillion events a week. So it comes, we call this um, sources information from all over the world to compile into our threat graph where as opposed to other security companies that are doing reactive defenses, we're actually tracking adversaries' tactics and procedures and techniques to come up with proactive defenses. So, you don't want to wait until it's last minute and your um, company has been breached. We're there to stop it before it happens.
0: So, are you the face of, obviously, now I'm just curious, do you have a territory?
1: I do have a territory.
0: What's your territory?
1: Um, it's kind of spread out between the South. West Coast,
0: and are you the front person? Obviously, you're going to make the introduction, cold call, prospect, and then you have a internal team that has your experts, right? Because I, I personally couldn't right. sell cybersecurity, but I could get in the front door.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm just here to to make the connection and get the conversation going, and um, then bring in some experts in the um, the security itself.
0: All right, so sales. Sales is not the easiest thing to do. It's rejection, rejection, rejection. Obviously, you have a great personality. You're extroverted. For those of you that are trying to get in sales or you don't know anything about sales, Lauren, what advice would you tell a college student that's potentially thinking about sales? The positive, the good and the bad? What do you like? What do you not like?
1: Um a good is that the sky's the limit. Like I said, there's normally no cap on commission. So if you're motivated, if you're driven, this is definitely the industry for you. Negative, you're going to get hung up on, you're going to get some nasty emails or nasty responses. But if you are tough, then you just brush it off. Because at the end of the day, it's over the phone or through a screen and you can't take it personal. You just got to keep going.
0: You nailed it right on the dot. Never take rejection personally. I'm just curious again, because I do a lot of prospecting. I do emails and I'm still so old fashioned. I still do a little personal handwritten notes as well as picking up the phone. Does the younger generation in sales still do that? Like, Are you making dials, follow-up dials, or are most of your introductions and first-time touches through email and what other sources?
1: Both. Um, Making a million dials a day and sending a lot of emails out as well. I don't do personal hand notes. That's a good idea, but we do do a lot of incentives, which is kind of fun.
0: Excellent. One last piece of advice. If there's any advice that you can give to a college student listening, that's either graduated or in their senior year, looking for that first career job in terms of either resume or interviewing, what would it be?
1: Put yourself out there. You will never know until you try and interviews or practice whether you know you don't want to work for this company just interview with them you have the option for however long it goes if you want to say no maybe down the line but practice 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 do as many interviews with as many companies until you find yourself at a spot where you're meant to be
0: that's why we have lauren griffin on hiring manager former student manager guest from the University of Texas, now a sales sales rep with CrowdStrike. Thank you, Lauren, for joining and stay on the line because I have some conversation to talk to you about.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.